comes to my farm. These are my two horses, Eleanor and A.T. Come right in. It is a sunny and warm day in Mayville. The horses are excited to gallop in the fields and play together. As for Farmer Frank, he's excited to get some lemonade and listen to the ball game. Let's catch up with Frank's farm as they relax on a beautiful day. Horses? Yes, Farmer? I have to go run some errands. I'll be right back. I know where you're going. So do I. You're going, going to get, get lemonade at Chick-fil-A! Well, you could say that. Make sure to bring us some waffle fries! I will. Can we play in the pastures together? Sure! Bye! Bye! Can we go play now? Sure. It's all of our horse friends. Oh, yeah. Can we go play with them? If you want to. Hi, Eleanor. Hi, Dainty. Hi! Can we play with you guys? Well, you can play, Eleanor, but Dainty is too little. I'm not too little. I just turned a year old. Well, that's still too little for this game. It's all right. I'd rather play something where no one will be left out. Come on, Dainty. I'm home! I brought you two of those waffle fries you asked for. Great! I sure am hungry. What about you, Dainty? I'm not that hungry. What? You're always hungry for waffle fries. She thinks she's too little. Too little? As we were galloping in the fields today, we saw some of our horse friends playing a game. They said that I could play, but they said Dainty was too little. I just said no thanks, and Dainty and I went home. Dainty feels bad because she thinks she's too little. I wish there was some way I could help. Wait, I know, Dainty? Yes. How would you like to hear a Bible account about how God did a great work in someone who seems small. Sure, I would like that a lot. This is the account of David and Goliath, found in 1 Samuel chapter 17 in the Bible. And Farmer? Yes, Eleanor? Will you be the voice of Goliath? Sure thing! Great! The account begins at the start of a battle. A group of people called the Philistines called their armies together to go to battle with God's people, the Israelites. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and the Israelites stood on a mountain on the other side, with a valley between them. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath, who was from a place called Gath. He was six and a half cubits tall, and a cubit is one and a half feet. Wow! He must have been really tall! Oh, he was! He was a giant! He was. Now, the Bible explains Goliath's armor with much detail. 
It says in First Samuel chapter seventeen, verses five through seven, he had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze, weighing five thousand shekels, which was about one hundred and twenty-five pounds. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves, and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod. And its iron point weighed six hundred shekels, which was about fifteen pounds. His shield bearer went ahead of him. Then Goliath stood and shouted to the armies of Israel and said to them, "Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves, and let him come down to me, if he is able to fight with me and kill me. Then we will be your servants." But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Thank you, farmer. When King Saul and the children of Israel heard the words that Goliath spoke, they were very afraid. I would be scared too. Little me trying to fight a giant. It would be very scary. I think that's how all the Israelites felt, Dainty. They were too scared to remember that God is much bigger than the giants. Thank you, Farmer. It is very important to know that even though you might have problems that seem as big as giants, God is much bigger than those problems, and He will help you through it. Now let's go back into the account. Now. There was a man named Jesse. Jesse was born in Bethlehem. He had four sons. Eliab was the firstborn, or the oldest of his brothers. Next to him was Abinadab, and the third child was Shama. Eliab, Abinadab, and Shama were serving King Saul. The youngest child of Jesse was a boy named David. David sometimes went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. I wonder what it was like to be a shepherd. Oh, it's no easy job to shepherd sheep. It might seem peaceful to lead obedient sheep across a green pasture, but it's actually a very tough job. It's very hard to keep an eye on all the sheep. It's also very difficult to protect them from other animals who want to harm them. Sheep are very dependent and need a shepherd. Just like we need Jesus to save us from sin, the Bible says in Isaiah fifty-three five, "All we like sheep have gone astray; we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the sins of us all." Wow! Thank you, farmer. What happens next? I'm glad you asked, Dainty. Now we move back into the battle. Now Goliath came forth. For forty days, morning and evening, looking for someone to fight him. That's a long time. It sure is. Fun fact: the number forty indicates a time of testing in the Bible. Wow! I never knew that before. Now Jesse told David to take some food to his brothers, who were serving King Saul. So David rose early in the morning to give the food to his brothers. After he left the sheep with someone who could take care of him, he set out for the camp again. He rose bright and early, just like a farmer. There is a lot of work to be done on a farm. 
That's why you work in the cool of the morning. Oh, farmer. Anyway, when David came to the camp, the army was going to fight and shouting for battle. For Israel and the Philistines had drawn up in battle array, army against army. Then David left the supplies in the hand of a supply keeper. Then he ran to the army and talked with his brothers. Then, as they were talking, Goliath came out again to ask who would fight him. When all the men of Israel saw Goliath, they ran away and were greatly afraid. Then the men of Israel said. Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has gone up to defy Israel, and it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches, will give him his daughter, and give his father's house freedom from taxes in Israel. That's a huge reward. It is, but all the children of Israel are too scared to face Goliath. You're right, Dainty. Then David asked, "What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God?" Then the men told him the reward. Now, when David's older brother Eliab heard the conversation, he became very angry at David, and he said to him. Why did you come down here, and who did you leave the sheep with? I know the insolence or bad manners of your heart, for you came down here to see the battle. Then David said, "What have I done now? Is there no cause?" Then the men reported these words to King Saul. Then King Saul asked to see David. David told King Saul that no one should be afraid of Goliath, and that he himself would fight him. But King Saul told him that he was too young to fight the Philistine. But David said, "Your servant used to keep his father's sheep, and when a lion or bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it rose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it." Your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, "The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, He will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine." So Saul said to David, "Go, and the Lord be with you." Wow! God used David to deliver his father's sheep from a lion or bear. See, Dainty, God can even use someone who seems very small to do His will. That's right, Farmer. Dainty. Yes, Eleanor. You will understand what Farmer is saying even more when we continue the account. Please continue. Okay. So Saul clothed David with his armor. He put a helmet on his head that was made of bronze, and gave him a vest that had metal scales on it. David put his sword in his armor and tried to walk. Then David said, "I cannot walk with these, for I have not tested them." So David took the armor off. Then David went to a brook. With his staff in his hand, he picked up five smooth stones. He put them in a pouch on his shepherd bag. He carried his sling in his hand.
What is a sling? In this case, it was a weapon used to throw stones. Oh, that's why he picked up five smooth stones from the brook. Is David gonna use that to fight Goliath? You'll have to find out. Yep. Let's continue with the account. After David chose his stones, he came near Goliath. So Goliath came and walked toward David, and the man who held his shield walked in front of him. When Goliath saw David, he despised him because he was so little. He said to David, "Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks?" Goliath even tried to curse David by his gods. Then he said to David, "Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field." Very good. But David said to Goliath, "You come to me with a sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of Hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you." And this day, I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and He will give you into our hands. Then David ran to Goliath. Oh no! I hope David doesn't get hurt. Then he reached his hand into his bag and took out a stone. Then he whipped his sling around and slung a stone at Goliath. Then it struck him, and the stone sunk into his forehead, and he fell and hit the ground. Yay! David defeated Goliath. You see, God used someone small to do something really great. You are right. I may be kind of small, but God can do mighty big things in me because how big He is, not because of how big I am. Thank you very much, Eleanor. You are very welcome, Dainty. Thank you, Farmer. You have a very good Goliath voice. You're welcome. And to all of you kids out there who are discouraged about being small, remember that God can use anyone to accomplish His will, big or small. Like Dainty said, it's because how big and powerful God is, not because of how big you are. All right, kids. I hope you are listening because coming up is Farmer Frank's three-question quiz. Question one: What army was Israel battling against? Here's the answer. It was the Philistines. Question two: What was the name of the champion of the Philistines? Here's the answer. It was Goliath. Question three: Who did God use to defeat Goliath? Here's the answer. It was David. Thank you so much for listening to Frank's Farm Time. Hello, kids. Today 
We are going to share the gospel with you using something called the Romans Road. That's the road I built way back when. No, farmer. The Romans Road is a way to present the gospel using verses from the book of Romans in the Bible. And the word gospel means good news. Now the first thing to realize is that all have sinned. Sin is anything you think, say, or do that is against God. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's right. Now, the second thing to realize is that the cost of sin is death. Remember, when God told Adam and Eve that if they disobeyed God, they would surely die? The Bible says in the first part of Romans 6.23, The wages of sin is death. Now here comes some good news. God sent his son Jesus into the world to pay that penalty for us. He died a brutal death on a cross so that we could be with him someday. The Bible says in Romans 5, 8, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, here is the fourth thing. Jesus died on the cross so that you can be with him when you die. If you choose to accept Jesus into your heart, you can be with him in heaven forever. But if you reject him, you will be separated from him in hell forever. The Bible says in the second part of Romans 6.23, The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So if you put those halves together, the whole verse sounds like, For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now the last thing to realize is, if you confess and believe in Jesus, you will have salvation. Like Farmer said, if you accept Christ, you will be with him in heaven after you die. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 through 10, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you would like to accept Jesus right now, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. Please forgive me for saying against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins, was buried, and that God raised Jesus from the dead. Please come into my heart and be my Lord, Savior, and friend. In Jesus' name, amen.